0: Beautiful. Good morning, friends. Uh, welcome to Myers Park United Methodist Church. My name is Yun. I'm one of the pastors here. So we're so glad to welcome you this day. For those of us here in person, online, if you're a first-time visitor or relatively new, we especially welcome you. There's so many different things that you could be doing today, but here we are to pray, to worship together. Let us know who you are, how we can be in prayers for you. There is a hospitality pad, the physical ones, as well as the virtual ones. For those of us here, you can use the back of our bulletin, the QR code there. Uh, Let us know how we can pray with you and for you and connect and give you more uh, ministry information of our church. This week's e-newsletter is something that has all of the ongoing ministries of Myers Park. Please check that out. One thing I wanted to point out to you, next Sunday at 4 p.m. We have our top-out ceremony. If you don't know what that is, it's in your bulletin. It's to commemorate and celebrate our ongoing construction of our new ministry building, Hope is Here campaign. We're going to have ice cream there as well. 4 p.m., next Sunday. We hope to see many of you there as we sign the beams and do wonderful things as we continue to pray over the new ministry building that is happening in the life of our church. It is good that we are here together, friends. Let us continue to prepare our hearts for worship.
1: those of us who are here and those of us joining online, let's join our voices together as one as we affirm our faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. God calls us to the privilege of coming before him in prayer. Would you join me in the prayer of confession, which you will find there in your bulletin? Let us pray. Gracious God, forgive us for the doubt that clouds our vision, the pain that makes us hide from you, from ourselves, and from those we love most. Free us from our confusion Heal us from our wounds. Resurrect us from our shame. Raise us into the hope and joy that we realize when we are close to you. Amen. Friends, this is the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves his love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen.
2: Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The gospel reading is Luke, chapter 24, beginning with the 13th verse. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be contemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, It is now the third day since this happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body, and they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He appeared to be going further, but they constrained him, saying, Stay with us for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished out of their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven gathered together and those who were with them who said, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: somewhat unrelated to the message today. This morning, I drove in as usual around 730, brought my daughter with me because she had Alleluia Choir that was meeting, and usually we are instructed to park near the library across the street so as to allow more spaces near the church for all all of you, but when you have children, you can park closer. So I parked right beside the, the Jubilee Hall, and as we drove by that parking lot, my little daughter, Chloe, noticed, hey, Daddy, why aren't you parking here? And I said, well, it's because it's, it says for seniors only on Sunday. And she's like, well, what does it mean to be a senior? I was like, older people, I said. And she said, but Daddy, you are old. <laughs> and that was a great start to the morning. Uh, the first appearance of the resurrected Jesus in gospel according to Luke happens here in Emmaus Road. It's about a seven-mile-long journey. We read of these two disciples walking. Uh, One can only imagine what they're going through. Uh, Nothing too good, I imagine. Uh, They have crucifixion, resurrection trauma. They saw the very one whom they love, tortured and killed. Uh, And then a few days later, they're hearing these weird rumors imparted by the women that the stone has been rolled away, the, the tomb is empty, and the body's nowhere to be found. They're distraught. I imagine that they're thinking, did we bet our lives on the wrong Messiah? Did we leave our jobs, leave our family and friends, leave all these things behind to bet all that we have and all that we are for the wrong Messiah? It's a devastating feeling, Uh, feelings that perhaps some of us have gone through ourselves Am I betting my life on the wrong thing? In the midst of all this, unbeknownst to them, Jesus walks beside them. The manifestation, the incarnation of the sum of all of their hopes and dreams walk right beside them, but we read in scripture they were not able to, they were not able to recognize Jesus because their sight was kept from them. So quick trivia. What do you think is the most common healing story in the Gospel of Luke? What's the most common healing story? It's the healing of sight, when Jesus heals those who are blind. But sight is multifaceted, right? It is truly, indeed, when we are physically blind, can't tell shapes and colors and forms, and Jesus heals those who are blind. But you don't have to be blind to not be able to see. Sometimes we see what's right in front of us, but we don't really see. Mm -hmm. Uh, We look past people, as they say. And Jesus heals both the physical element of sight as well as the internal element of sight. One of the best quotes that kind of illustrates this point is from, I'm going all the way back to 90s. Uh, There's a movie in 1997, As Good As It Gets, starring Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt in it. Jack Nicholson, you know who he is, right? Give me this blank look, Jack Nicholson, (laughs) the legend. Uh, He plays this uh, character, he's a writer with some mental health issues, extreme OCD among other things, and he goes to a a restaurant every day for food, and Helen Hunt plays the part of the waitress that serves him food every day. And throughout the course of the movie, he falls in love with her and he's trying to woo her, trying to convince her that he should be her uh, 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 partner, and she is hesitant for good reasons because of all that kind of hinders his health. And toward the end of the film, he gives it one last shot. Uh, He tells her this line about seeing. He says, I think most people miss that about you, and I watch them, wondering how they can watch you bring their food and clear their tables and never get that they just saw the greatest woman alive. And the fact that I get it makes me feel good about me. It's like one of the best lines ever in all of romantic films. The ability to see and understanding is always uh, linked. They're connected. Consider Simeon waiting in the temple all of his life, waiting for salvation, and he finally sees it at the sight of Jesus the Christ. We see the blinding and restoration of sight for Saul of Tarsus, Apostle Paul. When he finally comes to understand as he's able to see, Jesus is the one who sees everyone as they truly are. He sees Matthew. Uh, He sees Zacchaeus. He sees the poor, the lame, the lepers, the gentiles. He even sees those uh, considered to be his enemies. Jesus is able to see. Yet the disciples, for these two disciples, their visions are kept from them from seeing the very full manifestations of their hopes and dreams in Jesus, and it is only what what, has ha- what? what happens in order to restore their sight that their scales fall away? They are finally able to see when Jesus breaks bread beside them, with them, when he breaks bread in their homes. Jesus' ministry all throughout Luke's uh, gospel There is a continuous stream and consistency of meals taking place, Jesus eating. If the most common healing story is the restoration of sight, surely the most common ministry form that Jesus uh, uh, does amongst the people is eating, sharing meals with all people, with unexpected people. Many, many years ago, one of the first churches that I served as as the lead pastor is in a small town right outside of Goldsboro with one traffic light. It was a town that had experienced years, decades of so many declines, Uh, decline in their population as people left and no one came in, in decline of education, decline of health, decline of jobs as factories shut down. And in the years that we share together at that small church, we were able to, through God's grace, and we did this together, to grow in our vitality, to grow in our worship attendance, to grow in our ministries. In places like that, where you're, when you're surrounded by so much decline and the church grows twofold and more, it's like Easter every Sunday, I tell you. Yeah? It's, it's hope manifested in the life of that church that then permeates throughout that community. And as it is, uh, being a Methodist pastor, a couple of years as we served together as a family of God, uh, I was appointed to a different church. And a handful of the lay leaders, the ladies, drove hours to visit me and Hannah. The, this is the days before we had kids. And we went out to eat at Mellow Mushroom near the, the new town that I was appointed to. And we shared some conversation and stories. And the ladies said, Hey, uh, we miss y'all. We talk of you often. We often reminisce of our shared ministry and share our time together. And sometimes we do ask this question uh, about you. We ask ourselves, what made Uyon so effective as a pastor? And this is a true story, this is what they said, and none of us had come up with anything. (laughs) Uh, It's funny now, it wasn't funny, it kind of hurt my feelings. But she said, we do remember and we share stories of going to your home to eat meals together. See, like, if if when we first got there and you have a church of 60 folks, you can invite everybody to meal once a week, and you're able to do this a couple times over in a course of three years, and that's what we did. They talked about how we ate together, break bread together, share stories of our lives together, our joys and our concerns, our hopes and dreams, and even tragedies. We supported each other, and we dreamed of God's ministry together we ate together Uh, I am uh, I don't shy away from theological conversation theological debates I enjoy those as much as anybody the hearty ones Uh, but I don't recall at any point where God's perennial truth was revealed to me through any form any kinds of theological arguments but instead God's truth in my life has been revealed through when we break bread together when we eat together uh, before God, to share time together, especially those whom I consider to be my enemies. It is through eating, not through arguments, when we just may arrive at a particular kind of truth that is redeeming, restorative, reconciling. Sure, we read and wrestle with the holy text as we should always. We worship always. We pray without ceasing. We serve without counting, but it is only through God's grace that we are able to finally see the God who is right beside us, especially in our journeys of doubts and disappointments. Christ is there if we're only able to see what's beside us. So what new understanding may God call us to realize in the life of our church as we come together in breaking of the bread and sharing of the cup and make make no mistake about it, I don't think God, God invites us to this table out of our perfection, but instead God invites us to God's table out of our need for repentance, to confess, to be forgiven, to be healed, to be healed. While Jesus the Christ is resurrected in three days, Easter does not always occur in our lives in three days. The stone has been rolled away and the tomb is empty, but for so many of us, so much of my life, I have decided to stay in the tomb. So may this meal, as God calls us and as God meets us in this meal, call us out of our respective tomb, places of our broken dreams, to encounter the new promises of God the new life that God has in store for you and for me and the church. Uh, There's so much, now more than ever, I tell you, social media makes it worse, far worse, but there's so much rancor and divisions, frustrations, anger, self-righteous hatred in all facets of our living, whether it be our global world, our nation, our community, our churches, our families, and we wonder what is the answer. I wish I had a systematic response to that end. I don't, but I like to believe that breaking bread together, sharing the cup, eating together, that's got to be part of the response, God calls us to break bread in the name of God, to recognize our common humanity, truth about God's grace that is present for all of God's people, that we are friends, that we're siblings, we're family together. Charles Dudley Warner writes these words about sharing a meal. Happy is said to be the family which can eat onions together They are, for the time being, separate from the world and have a memory, harmony of aspiration. Happy is a family that eats together, for we are separate from the world, for we share a harmony of aspiration, dreams of God for us, God's people. We give thanks for this meal that God has provided for you and for me. Thanks be to God. Amen.
3: Church, let us continue in prayer together. All loving God, we give thanks to be in a place where we belong. We give thanks for the gift of your church, for the ways we are challenged, the ways we are nurtured, the ways we are cared for. Lord, make this a place of belonging, a place of acceptance, A place that seeks you in all that we think, say, and do. Lord, in your mercy. O heavenly God, we come to you with all of our hopes and our dreams. Our souls long for rest, renewal, contentment, success, and peace. Fill the gaps of our want with your grace, with your love. Help us to pursue you, seek change, and be transformed by you in the depths of our spirits. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, help us to look outward as well as inward. As we seek our own care, may we not neglect to care for those around us. Help us to have hearts for those who are consumed with despair, grief, feelings of worthlessness and anxiety. Give us attentive and patient spirits to wait, listen, and respond as you would respond to those around us. Be with those who are in the midst of illness. May they experience healing and your peace. And we give thanks for all those who care for them. And Lord, our hearts are with those who are healing and also those who are in the wake of grief this week. We especially lift up the family of Jim Hatfield as they navigate their grief in this time. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we come to you seeking your grace, to be transformed by you. May it be so as we meet at the table. Amen. Church, as we prepare to give our tithes and offering, I wanna say thank you for continuing to share your generosity with each other and with this church so that we can sing joyfully together. we offer all these gifts up to you with joy. May they be a part of the upbuilding of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Friends, as we prepare the table and for those of us joining us online, uh, just secure a piece of bread and some grape juice there wherever you may be. We are reminded, reminded that you need not be a member of our church at Myers Park to come to the table. You need not be a member of the United Methodist Church or any other churches as you come to the table. For God invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sins and seek to live in peace with one another. So as we come, after we prepare the table, you will come as the ushers instruct you. Uh, We will receive by the method of intinction, you will receive a piece of bread. You will dip that bread onto the cup and partake. We also have a gluten-free option. If you will just come to the altar rail, you will receive this. Uh, There's also a piece of bread, and you can receive a little small cup of juice as well. So there's three different methods by which you can receive communion today. We will respond through a uh, sung so uh, sung hymn, and you can find us in your hymnal pages 17 and 18. The Lord be with you. And also you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ by the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit on the night in which he gave himself for us he took bread gave thanks to you broke the bread gave to his disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by His blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. the confidence of the children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us to stay our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever, amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf, the bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ, the cup over which we give thanks, is the meaning of sharing in the blood of Christ. i broken for you. Friends, I invite you to turn to our bulletin for our prayer after communion. Let us pray together. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves or others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. you have been fed. Now go into the world and feed God's children. May the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore.